You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, this is the 415ers podcast. As always, coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Feel free to follow us on social media. And uh, I'm on social ID Giddings 10. Mark is on social at Mark Randy. Mark with a C. Grandy with an I. All right, now that we get to, you know, we we talked about the defense. Look, they have helped the 49ers pitch four consecutive second-half shutouts today. They did not do it. They only held the Dolphins, one of the most explosive offenses in football, to seven points. Hmm. Tough day for them, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> but when it comes down to the offense, outside of the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, because that is unfortunately what is going to mar what was a pretty big day for the offense and for Brock Purdy, who, who again, um, you know, is now Mr. Relevant for the 49ers. He was pretty good. I thought Mark for a guy that had to come in. He was, I'll give you a four out of five on that one. He was, he was pretty good, uh, for those that didn't catch Mark's little quip there. Uh, but he was look, I mean, he certainly leaned on the playmakers that he has on offense, but I don't know what else you expected from Brock Purdy. Like the fact that he didn't come in and the game got way out of hand because obviously it was up in the balance. Uh, in fact, the Fortnighters needed to technically come back in this game. Like, I, I got to tip my cap to Brock Purdy as well as Kyle Shanahan and even Brian Greasy because clearly this guy was ready for the moment when he needed to be. Uh, Greasy, I, the quarterback's coach, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned Greasy, something we can we can talk about on future episodes, but I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for how this season has gone for the 49ers. Uh, we talked a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo and his improved play. It's his first year under new quarterback coach Brian Greasy. So, I mean, this is, you know, an NFL veteran. He was in the broadcast booth last year, his first year on a coaching staff. But I think he deserves some credit. And, you know, we will. I, I think we'll make a plan to talk about that more in future episodes. But you got to credit you got to credit Brock Purdy as well. You're right. He was good. What stood out to me, and I think this was going to be the case, even if Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get injured, it was even with the knee irritation injury for Christian McCaffrey that there was thought of, of maybe keeping him out of this game. Uh, he carried the load for the 49ers specifically in the first half. He had 17 first half touches, 17, the Niners rest of their skill position players. That's Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Jordan Mason, Kyle Juszczyk, Tyler Croft. You had a catch Juwan Jennings as well. Everyone else combined in the first half had 13 touches of the football. Christian McCaffrey had 17. Debo Samuel, Jordan Mason kind of spelled him a little bit in the second half. Debo Samuel had 10 touches, eight of which came in the second half. But still, McCaffrey finishes with 25 touches of the football. I think we would have seen a similar number to that, even if Garoppolo was the quarterback. But it's interesting to see... Christian McCaffrey, kind of for the first time in number of touches in volume, we've seen him take over a game, that Rams game, where he had three total touchdowns. 
But this was really the first game where just in sheer volume, he took over and put the Niners on his back. And they needed it because when you have a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant going in there, he certainly didn't look Mr. Irrelevant, but that that's who he is at this point of his career. You needed your stars to step up and just take some of the pressure away from him. Let him get into the game, get a little bit comfortable. And then in the second half, they moved away from McCaffrey a little bit more, which was good. But McCaffrey deserves credit because he shouldered a heavy load in that first half. No, he did. And I think that's also one of the reasons that Brock Purdy felt so comfortable in the second half is because he was allowed to sort of enter the flow of the offense at an abrupt moment, obviously. But having Christian McCaffrey as the ultimate safety blanket is certainly one way to feel pretty good about yourself, whether it be throwing the football, handing it off, trusting in your offensive line that at times, you know, looks shaky today a little bit, but certainly did enough for the 49ers to dominate time of possession in an incredible fashion against the Miami Dolphins, a team that although we associate them with being explosive, they also do hold on to the ball to a Tagovailoa kind of, you know, will sometimes be able to get the ball into the hands of his playmakers, create explosive plays, but mostly he's dinking and dunking and moving the ball in a methodical fashion. Today, he could not do that because the 49ers had the ball for 40 freaking minutes compared to 19 for the Miami Dolphins, or 40 and a half to 19 and a half. But the point stands, and that was because Brock Purdy managed the game in, in pretty much like the definition of the fashion I think people associate with being a game manager. And... That's why I, I can't necessarily, you know, I, I'm not going to write them off for the playoffs, although we talked about this impacting their Super Bowl chances, the loss of a, of a second quarterback. But Brock Purdy, I think, showed today against a defense that, you know, is, is middle of the pack, not amazing, but certainly not poor by any means, um, that Brock Purdy, he showed that he can manage a football game and help you get wins in the regular season because, Largely, the only mistake he really made, and and even if we're nitpicking the interception, uh, was essentially a long punt, you know, from about midfield down inside the red zone, a situation the 49ers would have been in probably anyways. Like, he made the right decisions more so than even the plays themselves. That's what I was impressed with. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, you look at young quarterbacks, they could have all the physical tools. They could be highly drafted, you know, the most researched and talked about prospect in 10 years but where young quarterbacks struggle and again I'm not saying that those qualifiers you know refer to Brock Purdy at all I'm just saying for young quarterbacks no matter who you are where you tend to struggle more early in your career than anywhere else is situational football and Brock Purdy had two successful situational drives in this game Late in the first half, game tied, 10-10. He gets the ball with two minutes and 48 seconds left at his own 24-yard line. Again, a lot of it was Christian McCaffrey, but Brock Purdy is the signal caller. He's the quarterback. He led the 49ers on an 11-play, 76-yard touchdown drive that ended with four seconds on the clock. Just an absolutely picture-perfect two-minute drive that allowed the 49ers the attempt to double dip. They get the touchdown there. They get the ball to start the third quarter. Of course, they had to go three and out on that possession, but still a a perfectly executed two-minute drive to close the first half. Then late in the game, after that great Dre Greenlaw forced incompletion on fourth down, 
The Dolphins turn the ball over on downs. It comes back to Brock Purdy. You get the ball with six minutes left on your own 36-yard line. You go 10 plays, 34 yards, not great. He wasn't asked to do too much, mostly hand the ball off. But still, you manage to get the offense down in field goal range. Any score makes it a two-possession game. You did that. Then your defense forces another turnover. The rest is history. But Brock Purdy, in situational football, two for two, leading scoring drives. Those two drives, in my opinion, Evan, as impressive as any moment that Brock Purdy had in this game. And I'm glad you especially keyed in on that, the first of the drives you're talking about, but the last drive of the first half, because another part of what we see from young quarterbacks is compounding mistakes. Mm. And that was something that we did not see from him, specifically under two minutes. There's a throw to the, to the near side of the field, if you're watching on TV, in which he overthrows a wide, a butt-naked open Brandon Ayuk. Like, yeah. could not have been more open. <laughs> sails it over his head. Next throw, third and 10, with a guy in his face, delivers a dime to George Kittle over the middle that moves the chains, that helps you, of course, go down to score. But then, as they continue to, to move the ball down the field, a little dump off to Christian McCaffrey with about 13 seconds left. I, I know we'll we'll talk maybe in later episodes, maybe on Wednesday, about uh, you know kind of the, the interesting decision that Shanahan chose to not use the timeout with 28 seconds and said they ran the ball up the middle and then chose to use a timeout on, on second and goal. Um, it was kind of interesting, but it ended up working out. Nevertheless, the next play after that, Christian McCaffrey drops a touchdown. Like he just simply put, I thought Brock Purdy put a pretty good ball on him. Maybe it was a little bit behind him. It was a but tight he, window. He dropped the ball. It was a tight window. Dropped the ball. Goes right back to him. Now, I know that's Christian McCaffrey. Like, obviously, you're not going to go away <laughs> from your best playmaker, but immediately keys in on him and dumps it off in the flat. Christian McCaffrey scores, and then I just go into the half with a lot of momentum up 17 10. Two situations on that drive where Brock Purdy could have compounded his mistake with another one, could have you know, potentially not made a play after he had already made one. And for a guy in his essentially first game as the starting quarterback, I thought it was pretty impressive. Um, do you want to hand out some game balls, Mark? Uh, yeah, might as well. Uh, game, but you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. I just know we got a little bit of time left here. I want to make sure we get to it. Um, to me, I, I know we, we, we kind of mentioned him before, uh, but, but it was, it was Dre Greenlaw for me on defense. Mm. Uh, I thought Dre Greenlaw was flying all over the field. I know that Fred Warner had a late interception uh, that's certainly going to help his his season numbers. And Fred Warner is is the captain of a lot of this. I, there was a play over the middle early in the first half in which Fred Warner made a nice uh, defense. You know, they they took away a lot of the, the middle of the field because of what Fred Warner did. But I think that Dre Greenlaw set the tone, especially. Um, in the run game, and even like you talked about, being able to cover guys like Tyreek Hill, being able to you know kind of allow offensive players to pass him but stay with him. Like he did not, I guess he, he to me like he was you know he was the ultimate uh, gel in the middle of the field for them and for a defense that has been very obviously stellar this year. But to beat the Miami Dolphins at home by 16 points and hold that offense to 10 first half points. The seven second half points. Uh, I, I thought he was the catalyst for me, embodied a lot of what I saw as far as the physicality from San Francisco. 
Good pick. Good pick. Uh, I will, uh, just for the sake of get, going to the offensive side, I think we could each come up with two or three guys, but I'll, I'll stick on, I'll go over to the offensive side. This guy we just talked about a little bit ago, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he just steadied the 49ers through the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. They turned to him, again, 17 touches in the first half, and it's not like the touches weren't working either. He was phenomenal. 17 carries in total, 66 yards, about four yards a pop, eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. So what, 100 and almost 150 yards on uh, on the game on 25 total touches. He was incredible in this game. Niners certainly do not put up 33 without him. They probably get blown out without him, honestly. That's the kind of impact he had on this game. You lose your quarterback and you turn to a seventh-round rookie you're not supposed to win games. Christian McCaffrey was the security blanket, as you mentioned, and he is the reason why the Niners steadied themselves in the first half and were even in position to win the game in the second half. He was that good. No, that's, that is that is a fantastic pick. I do also want to give credit to Debo Samuel, who I thought, yes. uh, if we're talking about guys like embodied physicality, I know I mentioned mm. great Dre Greenlaw did it on defense, but in the second half, Debo Samuel, like, <laughs> just big boy the Miami Dolphins on a few different plays and it was you know we, we've talked about how Iuk is the number one receiver maybe runs better routes catches you know Juwan Jennings is a great third down option Christian McCaffrey is the ultimate safety blanket Debo Samuel is just a freaking baller man like oh, he is like when he plays the way he did in the second half against Miami I, I, I just remember like, yeah, that's that's why they paid that guy $20 million. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the fourth quarter was his quarter. Five of his 10 touches in the fourth quarter and all of the touches, kind of similar to Bosa on the other side, Evan. I was talking about his three sacks. He kind of always, he has a knack of, of picking the, the best moments for his sacks. Debo Samuel has a knack of picking the best moments for his big plays on offense. Five touches in the fourth quarter. They were all huge. They were all physical. He ran through Dolphins players on multiple occasions. So Debo Samuel certainly deserving of a shout out. Uh, if we had more game balls to give away, Nick Bosa would get one. Brock Purdy would get one. Um, there's there's a despite both Kyle the, Shanahan and D'Amico Ryan's would probably get one. You're right. That's a really good point. That's that's a very good point. Despite the the gray cloud hanging over this uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. So many positive things for the 49ers against the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm with you. And we're going to break down some of the, you know, the different storylines and the different branches of that, that the unfortunate foot injury, foot season ending injury that Jimmy Garoppolo sustained in the first quarter of the Dolphins game here today um, on Sunday, that is, you know, is, is going to have and it's going to permeate throughout this franchise in a way that I, I think unfortunately will will hurt them in the long run especially for this season um but in the meantime we appreciate you tuning in this has been another episode of the 415ers as we talked about it's it's it's, it's a bit of both today like it's a great episode because they in my opinion beat their best uh, opponent in the Miami Dolphins and kind of embarrassed them. But at the same time, they lose their starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Mark, I appreciate you hopping on with me uh, recording this after the game. Yes, of course, Evan. Looking forward to the next episode on Wednesday. No doubt, no doubt. And thank you all for listening in. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, 
Tell your friends about it. We appreciate any and all downloads. All uh, the 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 ears are to the street for the four one fivers. We're trying to grow this thing, and uh, days like day like days like today make it fun because there's a lot to talk about, both good and bad. But uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday. And in the meantime, take it easy. We appreciate you tuning in to the four one fivers podcast. Thank you.